0: Guys, I I don't, I think I told you last week how she came into, um, and we kind of communicated that she came to a marriage retreat and sat at a table with me, and God brought her into my life, God brought her in here to the church, and I just want to tell you that I believe God's using and working and has a great, has just some really great things ahead, and I I know that um, she cares about Kids and families, and they. She wants them to walk healthy with Jesus, and so during this, um, even if you think about it, would you just pray for her in the future as she's working with our kids and our community and our families, and for the people, and that God would just anoint her um, in her ministry here, and like she's just upstairs in second and third, and this week she came over, and we just have it's just really awesome to be part of the team here, and that she's not very far. And we can run things past each other and just encouraging um, each other in what God's called us to be and do. And so I just want to put that out there. And I also want you to know that, um, as John said today in such a a powerful way that um, when God moves us and speaks to us and what that means in humility and submission, but then in action. And so I really see this home series being part of those things is that sometimes things come up and we, we process and we learn something new. We have that awakening moment and God calls us to move on that. And so I just want you to know that our doors are always open. Pastor Chris's doors, Joel's doors Like I said, Manessa, myself, all of us here want to walk with you and your families in these next weeks. And so I'm just excited for this morning because I know that God's going to bring something up that you um, may have never thought about, maybe might give you an opportunity to take home and you put in your toolbox this week to better face your days. And so I just want us all to kind of like close our eyes and center on Jesus and his work on the cross, because because of Jesus and because of his work on the cross, Lord, you come into our lives and can change us and make us new and bring us out of the pits, the hard times, the trials, the dark valleys in our lives. And Lord, if we um, focus on this earthly, the things we see, the things we kind of experience, Lord, we get so anxious and depressed so easily. But when we focus on you, Lord, and the victory that has already happened on the cross and what you want to do in our lives, we know that we can walk in freedom. And so this morning, Lord Jesus, show us, show us how to center on you. Show us how to walk with you. And Lord, thank you for what you're going to do. You're going to do things this week. You're going to do things on Monday. You're going to do things on Friday. And so, Lord, I pray that we would be those vessels, those humble vessels that can walk in relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless our time here. So we're going to get started. If you remember, you see the numbers on your table. So The guys out there are going to kind of cover a little bit of what we're doing today, too. But here's the key. Tomorrow we have our podcast that we do um, in the afternoon with Manessa and Joel and Chris. And so if you have a question, we will address this in the podcast. It also gets you back to listen to us. Talk about on the table. Sometimes you might not want to hear us anymore. So, but it, we did. We addressed a few questions that came in last week. Um, if there's a question that comes in during this hour, we'll try to address it here at the end. But really, don't ever hesitate. I just don't want you to hesitate. If you have a question or even uh, like something that comes up that you're like, I'm dealing with this, totally send it to us and um we'll even address it um in uh, print form and put it on the website um so if you haven't found it yet on the website there's an at home tab at the top of our website if you're on your mobile phone you'll see it in your um drop down here's the deal we're not doing this just because of sunday morning we're doing this so that you can share it with a friend You can share it with a family member, and you can give uh, somebody something that maybe they need. And um, that's, like, not only just for you to soak in and process, but to share it. So you can find us now on Apple Podcasts as well and Spotify. So if they want to hear what we're going to talk about this morning, they can find us there as well. So um, listen and um, allow God to uh, use maybe those moments in your days to say, you know what, I have a friend that might need this, and just pass it on. So, thank you for being here, Manessa. I'm going to hand it over to you. Can you guys welcome her?
1: Thank you, thank you. I am excited to be here for the second week, um, and it is a little it is a little light in here today, but I'm excited that they're getting some information out there at Man Camp. Um, and I'm excited to kind of walk through some of this with you guys. So originally when we started this, um, it was going to be an all-in-one. And um, since then, I've had the opportunity to kind of be able to process some of this and walk through um, some of what God says about anxiety and depression in a more detailed fashion. So we're going to recap a little bit. Um let's go oh Angie you're, you're awesome okay so we are gonna start off and just kind of talk about we're gonna focus on the self um, and I'm gonna just I want to take a moment to just uh, practice a little humility here because um, last week I came up here and I gave you this information and uh, we did some psychoeducation. We did some psychoeducation and some of that, but I am not an expert. (laughs) The Lord is the expert, and he is the one that I rely on, and so um, I told Angie right before this today that, you know, I have this great plan, and I want to share all this stuff, and I really just want to get in and do this, and then God's like, oh, but wait but wait, you need to make sure you're still (laughs) focused on my word and on my truth. And so I need to make sure that I continue to do that today and um, really practice some humility within that and knowing that God is really the one I depend on. So... um, We're going to kind of draw ourselves to the screens, if you guys can see it, that's great. Um, If you can and want to adjust your seats, feel free or you want to move into a different area, that's awesome. Um, We have the packets, you guys have some packets, so go ahead and kind of grab that packet in front of you and just kind of keep that in front of you. We're going to follow that packet today. So the kind of the setup that I have is really... um, the way in which I walk through um, a counseling session with someone with a little bit of kind of that psychology and a little bit of that uh, faith-based and biblical counseling. And so We're going to go back and forth. We're going to bring some of it in. But I need to just share with you guys my walk with the Lord. And I think I did this last time. It came in 2016. So when I think about the depth of faith that I have, although I have been working with families for over 20 years, and I have been a child protection worker, I've been a coach, I've been a mentor, um, my walk with the Lord is still, I'm still a young adult. So many of you are going to know those that depth of the Bible and those Bible verses, even far more than what I can bring to you. So when we're walking through this, I want you guys to really think about that. Think about where in the Bible can you connect with? Where in the Bible can you get some of that truth um, as we kind of walk through this? And we're gonna talk about um, just kind of, or we're gonna recap. So. We're going to focus on the, yourself. And um, remember, last thing uh, last week that I mentioned is when people come to me in a counseling session, I always have to assess where they are at in their needs. So Maslow's hierarchy um, kind of puts it in a really simple term. Um, If people don't have food, shelter, and security, they really just cannot do counseling. Um, We can help guide through that. Um, And a lot of the times what happens is, um, that's why the church is such a great partnership, is because a lot of the times they come and they're working with pastors like Angie and they're working with pastors like Chris and Joel, and they're saying, you know What? we're a little worried about food this week. Where can we go? And that, that help is really starting. Um, and then finally, they they see him a few times, and maybe they're like, you know what? You're ready to do some work. And so then we start working. Um, because if someone comes, and they are so worried about whether their children are going to eat or whether they can even find shelter, they're not going to be able to do counseling. And so I always want to point that out. Um... All right, so just to recap, so when we're looking at anxiety and depression, so anxious, again, really that um, that really excessive worry, and depression is that fear, that fear, debilitating fear of loneliness, um, kind of just stuck, kind of how the last gray of the, the grayness that has started at 5 p.m. <laughs> this past week, some of that. Um, some of that, oh, oh, if anybody has seasonal affective disorder, just some of that grayness, and that's really kind of what that depression feels like a little bit. And so, but there are things that are made up. There are external and internal factors that are really going on with someone who. Um, has an anxious personality or really feels anxious or they feel depressed. And all of that comes with uh, life events that have happened, their biology, their genetics, where they are, are, are at in the life cycle. Um, so both men and women have uh, physical things that happen within their bodies where it kind of changes. It changes where they go. And all of that plays a role in some of that anxiety and depression. All right. So some treatments. So this is, uh, we talked about a little bit about this. So there's counseling and therapy, um, some case management, which we were talking about the church really doing some mentoring. The church does that. Um, Some medical, so making sure you go to your doctor, making sure you're well taken care of from a medical standpoint. All right. So this is where it really gets kind of in the nitty gritty on um, what the Lord really, really says about anxiety and depression. And so this is the walk that I do with someone in a counseling session. We assess the depth of their faith, so we talk about that. How does faith really play a role in your life? Um, You know, I just met with another uh, like-minded faith-based counselor this past week, and she said uh, she's been in private practice for about a year, and she's been talking to churches and getting referrals from churches. And she said she sat down and spoke with them and said, well, are you talking to your, uh, your congregation and the people that come in? Are you asking them about their faith and what that plays a role in their counseling? And, and the church said, well, no, not really. And she's like, you're a church. <laughs> How can you not? <laughs> and so I think that we just have to, we have to try to combine and think about psychology coming together with the Bible. And a lot of the times we have, they have been their own path and, um, there is, I, I can't tell you guys enough how much in my heart that I would, that where I'm at today is because of the Lord. And, um, there is not a counseling session. It is really hard when someone comes in and says, mm, I don't believe in God. And I'm like, oh goodness, how am I going to do this? <laughs> but it's tough. And, um. But I know that they're always kind of an art in the way we come about that. But so that's the first, that's really that first area is talking about their faith and kind of the depth of their faith. And then we uh, kind of a look at the idolatry. Um, so we're going to look at this and we have some more information on this, but I'm going to run through, talk about those strongholds. So, what strongholds um, are really kind of hanging on to people's hearts? And then um, how to find peace and joy. How to kind of overcome some of those strongholds and idolatry. And then, of course, purpose and identity. Um, so we're going to mention some of this. I have workbooks. Angie and I both have some books up here. Um, when this stuff is kind of coming about, if you guys are thinking about, you, like Angie said, if you have questions, we're going to talk about and bring some of this up in the podcast on Monday. So please send those over to the phone number that's on the, on the table. And uh, we want to make sure we try to get to some of these questions. All right, so... Faith. Um, so we're going to do some more group work at our uh, tables today. And when we're doing this, um, I understand you guys may not all know each other, um, but I think it's okay to, to test yourselves a little bit. Um, so talk about some of that idolatry, some of those strongholds. It's okay to be surfacey if you're in a space that you want to be um, you're like, ah, oh, I don't really know that many people, or I don't feel comfortable sharing, and that's okay. That's all right. And so um, we're gonna start off, and we're gonna I'm gonna read to you uh, a Bible verse here. So. Uh, I had this whole plan and I just told Angela like five minutes ago <laughs> and Angie keeps me in order <laughs> and she makes sure that I stay on task and I said, hey, I think I need to change it a little bit because I had this plan, but God keeps telling me you have to keep coming back to the Bible. You have to be, keep coming. So all week I've been screenshotting these prayers and I was like, why am I doing this? And it's because I wanted to make sure that that is talked about here. So I am uh, recognizing the Bible and what, the God, what God says about that. So... Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Yep. Yep. Philippians 4. All right, so we are going to look at that first part, faith and belief. So if you guys want to turn to that first page in there. What we're gonna do is we are going to read through that paragraph. Angie's also going to play a song, um, but I want you guys to read that paragraph first. Just read it to yourselves. And we're gonna talk a little bit about, um, at your tables, about your, your depth of faith. So where does your faith come from? How has it been? Um, how has it struggled? How's it How has it grown over the years? And where you guys are at with that? So if you just take a moment and read that, um is going to play a song for us.
2: Grandma used to pray out loud By your bed every night To me it sounded like mumbling she was out of her mind She said, boy, this kind of praying its what saved my life You ought to try it sometime and Now I know she was right She was talking to Jesus She was talking to Jesus She'd been talking to Jesus we're all of her. Life. Mama used to drag me to church Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. Khaki pants and a polo shirt. Boy, I put up a fight.
1: Okay, so you guys are welcome to listen to that song. I'm gonna, we're going to try to have some songs that follow kind of this walk and what the Bible says about anxiety and depression. But um, the songs, uh, the names, and the artists are up on the screen, so feel free to kind of jot them down if you want. Um, by now, you should have kind of read through that paragraph. And what I want you guys to do is I want you to think about um, that walk with Jesus. How do you talk with the Lord? Do you talk with him as um, as a friend? Um, what have people in your past told you that the Lord was was for you? Um, I'll give you an example, and we'll talk about a little bit more about this, and when we talk about idolatry. But um, growing up, for me. I, um, my father just wasn't the best person to raise us and he wasn't healthy enough in the Lord. And, um, a lot of the times what I associated was my heavenly father with my earthly father. And so my earthly father, uh, I lived in fear of him. Um, a lot of, a lot of anger in our household, a lot of violence. And, um, and so I associated the, uh, my father as um, who loved me was based on how I performed so conditional it was conditional it wasn't unconditional love and so I grew up thinking that in my head what it must be if this is how my earthly father is heavenly father must only love me if I follow his rules Okay, And I don't think that I, um, I'm i alone in that. I think a lot of people share that experience. And so I really want you guys to think about just what have you been told, what has happened kind of in your past, and where you are with your faith today and how strong that is. So if you guys want to just talk about that for a minute at your table um, with your group, we're just going to give you a second to do that.
0: I know some of you guys have a few more at your table. And so hopefully you, you got to share and I just wanted to preface this on my experience, and you guys all know um, I have a pretty awesome dad, and, um, and he has a pretty big faith, but I had to um, learn as a little girl that um, it didn't matter how many Sundays I went to on Wednesday nights and how many scriptures, I had to know Jesus personally, and it took a lot of years. And it took a lot of time. And I think um, my first really, really big moment for me was in my college years. And so I say this is because I know you all are parents out there, and you love your kids so much, and you love, you want to have them know Jesus. But each and every person has to come to that full realization of who Jesus is. And we've always heard that you can't get to heaven on the coattails of your parents, and you can't bring your kids with you. And so I, I only encourage you that this, this concept of faith in our lives takes a lot of prayer and a lot of time, and God does it. And, he, and I don't know if you caught the song this morning when he sang the goodness of God that he chases. He wants everyone to come to know him. And so um, wherever you are in your faith journey and wherever God's taking you and your family, um, this is a key part of um, developing and, and, and understanding how God can move in hard and difficult situations. And we have the next step that we're going to talk about.
1: Yeah, so idolatry and strongholds kind of go hand in hand there we go. Okay, so the anatomy of a stronghold. So sometimes we get confused. Strongholds and idols um, and that idolatry. So uh, this uh, this anatomy in this screen happens to show kind of strongholds come first and then idols, and I talk about idols and then strongholds. Um, and the reason I did that is I flipped them a little bit because we don't always recognize what the strongholds are, but it's easy to see what the idols are first. Um, a lot of the times uh, when we look at or I work with with uh, teenagers, a lot of the time what they tend to do is become obsessed with things. So obsessed with um, their friends, obsessed with a boyfriend or girlfriend, obsessed with things of the world. And so sometimes we as parents recognize first, okay, this is the problem. We may not see the stronghold, okay? And so um, Exodus 2, 3 says, you shall have no other gods than me. The Lord is, you know, when I I started learning about the Lord and uh, really walking with him, one of the things uh, someone told me is, God will get angry when you put all of yourself into something else, when you are worshiping things of this world. And I thought, oh, that makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. And so... A lot of the times when we tend to um, put our energy into other things, we forget that vertical relationship that we have with the Lord. We tend to live in horizontal relationships. I grew up in a household where the dependence on our mother was she was the only person i 'm the oldest of four the only person we came to i wasn't i wasn 't guided to the lord i wasn 't told go talk to the lord pray about this my mom was the one we looked at and worshiped to give us the answers for everything and that's kind of that codependency that dependency that enabling kind of behavior that we grew up in and so can you imagine for my mother being the one person that everyone in her household came to the exhaustion that created um, and so that tended, to be, that tended to be kind of where we came from, and um, I know that we all have some level. Idolatry is—it can be, it can be good things. Angie, you and I talked about that. It can be good things. We could have, we could have an obsession about something that started off really great, but once we turn it into more of an obsession than the Lord, <laughs> then it's a sin.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, come on, do we get a little obsessed about our kids? Maybe about our job? <laughs> finance. All those things are good things. And I think um, those gals who uh, walked through the Bible study with me last spring, no other gods, I think we got this whole concept that we often think of the word stronghold or idols as something like the graven image that the Israelites built and put on, you know, out front when Moses was up on the Mount and um, getting the Ten Commandments. And isn't that like what we have in our head? But I think that Manessa wants us to think, you know what, this can be good things. This could be that we're too obsessed with our kids or we're too obsessed with something that maybe God has blessed us with Mm -hmm. and taken the focus off of who?
1: Him. And the person is so enslaved that they believe they can control the idol, but it ends up becoming just a vicious cycle. So we're just going to take a minute, I want you guys to kind of think about, think about in your, in your family, think about in your, um, in your household, kids you've worked with, if you've been a mentor, and we're just going to kind of answer that first question up there. So what do you or your children spend their time thinking about, okay? So just kind of talk about that, your group, for just one minute, okay?
0: Okay. Anybody obsessed with... With uh, social media, right, all that with your children, your kids, video games, right, your phones. Okay, do you? Yeah, do you know that when the people that created this phone knew that it would be a drug and didn't? um, Bill Gates actually didn't give his kids a phone until they were eighteen and all those. So they knew that it had a purpose and a plan, and they knew it was not going to be a good thing. So
1: go ahead. Wow, that's interesting. I didn't know that. All right. So uh, just we're going to kind of think about that. So that next question, list the qualities of your childhood God. Okay? So you can just write them down. Angie and I are going to talk about them for a second. Um, And then you're going to list the five qualities of what you've learned your Heavenly Father really is. And are they the same? So, Ian, should we want to kind of have a little chat about that? Well, you can yeah. do that. While we're yes. Yes. And one of the things
0: I always thought God was was the uh, father figure that says obey all the rules. Anybody yes. else? Raise your hand. <laughs> obey all the rules, right? Obey the rules. What about you?
1: Oh, yeah. So, if you if you broke a rule, grace was not involved. Um, <laughs> so, I uh, it wasn't. I wasn't forgiven. Um, it was, we have, so it's almost as though my birth father took some of the Bible, made it into his own and then set those uh, rules on us. And they were kind of like stamped on us. And if we made a mistake, grace was not a part of that. Yeah.
0: I kind of remember a God that was kind of far away, a little distant, not really personal, kind of lived over here in heaven and not in my heart. Anybody relate with that? It's kind of a little uh, away from me,
1: and he actually lives in me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So now the five qualities. So what are some qualities that you've learned um, since then? So I'll just share a little bit about what I've learned. Um, It was, uh, I was baptized in 2016, uh, April 23rd. And I knew I was getting baptized on April 23rd. And um, April 22nd was uh, my parents' anniversary. And so they named me Manessa April because April (laughs) was uh, their anniversary anniversary. And then they were divorced. So I was like, well, I don't really like my name anymore. <laughs> like, oh. And so um, I sat there, and after I was, uh, had been baptized, I sat there and I was like, gosh, I wish April didn't have this, like, oh, negative thought. And then it was as though God turned a light bulb on in my heart and in my mind and said, but now April has another meaning. <laughs> and it was the coolest thing. And since then, oh, just giving me chills because I remember, remember thinking that. And so, when I realized that, I thought it is the neatest and the coolest thing to think of a God who always loves you, who always loves you. He is constant. So even though my father and my parents changed, and my parents uh, or and my uh, siblings changed. The Lord never did. He has always loved me. And so then it started to open my eyes up to my childhood, and I started to think about, oh, my goodness, all the ways in which the Lord was there for me and how he gave me grace, even though my earthly father didn't.
0: Shout out. I just, in one words, words that you describe who God is to you now. I want to hear him Compassionate. Friend. Forgiving. Faithful. I love it. Lots of words. Caring. Caring. Guide. Gentle.
1: Gentle Is
0: it faithful? Patient. Oh, yeah, patient. Oh think. Perfect. Is he the same? The same yesterday? Today and forever omniscient omnipresent omnipotent <laughs> knows all things is all things created all things he's pretty big we can't stick him in a box it's mm-hmm. kind of often what happens when we get in this spot in our minds absolutely
1: okay so we're going to move into um kind of those strongholds so the lord says that he wants to be the only stronghold on our hearts and a lot of the times that's not that's not what's happening. Um, when we're kind of walking in this world of influences and fear, um, remember fear is that really huge, it gets so debilitating that almost we just feel depressed. And so we're going to kind of look at, and you guys have an activity there, so we're going to talk about stronghold. You may know them as roadblocks, negative core beliefs. So the words that you repeat to yourself over and over and over. So, for example, um, a kiddo that may come in and they have an eating disorder, they have told themselves over and over and over, I am fat, I am fat, (laughs) I'm not worth it. And it it gets to a point where they believe it. And so we have to rechange, have to rework, and some of it's cognitive behavior therapy. Some of it's working with the Bible with them and what the truth really is. So we're going to talk about kind of what those strongholds are. And I want you guys to turn. So in the very last the last page, and this comes from um, I to show you guys what book. So if you guys have not worked through this workbook, um, it is me, myself, and lies by Jennifer Rothschild. It is fantastic. Um, it is really cognitive behavioral therapy and the Bible in one. <laughs> and so, uh, this is the activity That's that
0: me, myself, and lies by Jennifer Rothschild, which is yep. on your resource sheet.
1: Yes, thanks, Angie. So, what's in your thought closet? So. We're just going to we're gonna sit there. You guys can just kind of think about it. What are some of the things you tell yourself on a daily basis? Good and bad, right? What do you tell yourself? Um, so I want you guys to think about that. Write those down in that thought closet right there. Kind of describe those.
0: Okay, so you can say, I heard it over here. I don't talk to myself. Um, one of the best uh, writers that I, um, we both reference is Paul David Tripp. You could get all his books online and on Amazon, and he's really good. But he has the first quote in the Bible study. If this is the, sec- the second reference, so if you're a lady and you want to join us on Thursday nights or Thursday mornings, we're going through uh, Truth Filled. And it's about speaking truth to yourself. And he says, Who speaks to you more than anybody else? Me, myself, and I. We talk to ourselves. That is the the dialogue happening in our heads more than any other dialogue that we have in our lives. So that's why this thought closet is so important.
1: sure is. Um, okay, so when we look up here, we can see a few, and I'll just read a few of them off here, but um, I imagine that some of you may have uh, wrote down, God cannot fix this, there is no hope for me, why me, why does this happen, God, this is all your fault, Um, God is not good. No one can be trusted. I have to look out for number one. (laughs) No one will ever love me. And I deserve to be punished. All strongholds that we walk around with, that we carry within our hearts. And what ends up happening is those are, it's like that, that screen I had before right here. These are the chains that hold us down—they are the chains that hold—and we're enslaved. So even though we're not in an actual prison, <laughs> there is a level of prison within inside of us. All right. So, and we had him kind of share. We're gonna uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about what the Bible says about human thought. Okay? And so I want you guys, um, if each one of you want to take uh, one of those Bible verses, there are three thought closets. So there is your thought closet, there's the human thought closet, and then there's God's thought closet. Okay? So each one, um, if you guys want to just take one of those boxes, find the Bible verse if you have a Bible app or your Bible with you, and write down and just kind of share in general. And what you'll start to see are themes within what the human thought closet is.
0: Hopefully you um, got through most of those. I know um, we just got to stay a little bit on task. Sorry about that. If you're in a therapy session with Vanessa, she doesn't look at the clock quite as much as I do. So <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, but I also, um, I just want to reference this thought is that a lot of times we wonder, where do we go um, to find out these answers of who God is? And a couple weeks ago, I shared with the ladies that I don't think you realize the tool, technology can be a good thing. And the tool you have in your hand in the Bible app, which um, is really awesome. If you open your Bible app, there's a little search button down at the bottom on the um, bottom of your app. And you search and you push that and you put in a word, anxious. And guess what comes up? A verse. Do not be anxious about anything. Lord, help me to trust. Help me to um, give me guidance. You put that in, you, put, you hit that, and all of a sudden, there's verses that come out. Guys, God already laid it out for us. Our prescription's right there. And I think that we so often don't go to the scriptures, and we go to experiences, we go to history, we go to um, you know, references from other people, good things, but God is the
1: ultimate guide.
0: He is the ultimate counselor. For our hearts and for our souls, so we're going to go into that.
1: Yeah, and I think we had a, a question that came in. Um, and, Ange, what was what was that question? We're going to address a lot of these questions yeah. in the podcast, but I think as we continue, um, uh, whoever sent that question in,
0: it's um, how do you get past believing God is disappointed in you?
1: Mm.
0: Oh, that thought closet.
1: Yeah, right there. That's a stronghold right there. So we're going to talk, uh, we'll talk a little bit more on the podcast, but as we walk through this, I want, um, if that is applicable to you, or you are the person that sent that in, be thinking about these strongholds, be thinking about kind of what we're talking about. In the packet I've given you guys, um, I've put together just a combination of resources um, Art therapy, uh, faith-based resources, poems to read, things that you can kind of reference, prayers. Um, So of anything in therapy or in counseling and connecting with people, uh, the one thing I always try to bring in (laughs) is humor. Um, so if you can connect to people and really kind of lighten them up and connect them uh, to them with humor, then talking to them about faith will be so much easier. And so I put that on there because I want to kind of get that kind of cyclical in your minds of really connecting or thinking about that. And that is a lot of where I come from. Um, all right, so on. You guys kind of found some of those Bible verses. Um, what does it, well? You we're just going to kind of shout out here. A common theme with some of those Bible verses? Anybody? It's a common theme. Someone said.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sarah, say uh, it very humans,
0: simply. <laughs> humans are at fault, right? We are faulty beings. Yes.
1: Foolishness, foolishness. So, what is sometimes in our minds? It, we can't even vastly understand what is actually happening. There's so much more in this world that is happening and the plan that God has that sometimes we get so stuck in our kind of our dark minds of alleyway and we just kind of keep going and walking through that and through life and then we get 10 years past and we're like, man, I've been living in this stronghold for this long. And then those idols come up. And you're either, you have an addiction or there's a sin or something, and that's where you recognize it. And so um, the kind of, the theme that I, uh, that Jennifer Rothschild was really trying to get here was in the human thought closet, we're foolish. We are foolishness in our thoughts. All right. So the good news is <laughs> that um, on that last page, God has his own thought closet. Okay? Yes.
0: So we're going to take these and we're going to do this as a large group. So I'm going to read Psalms 40, verse 5. And then I'm going to ask somebody to le- read with their inside loud, um, projecting voice the next verse, Psalms 22. I'm sorry, Psalms 92:5. And then we're just going to work over Psalms 139. And I'm just going to ask you guys um, to shout it out and read it. I'm going to. Um, you see the uh, the um, versions that she'd like you to read out of um, for a couple of those verses. I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. And like I said, the Bible app is great for this. So um, I'm going to start in Psalms 40, verse 5. O oh Lord, my God, you have performed many wonders for us. Your plans for us are too numerous to list. You have no equal. If I tried to recite all your wonderful deeds, I would never come to the end of them. God's thoughts toward us write some of those things your plans for us are too numerous to list you have no equal Psalms two five. who can read that nice and loud No take Go ahead. Yep. Oh Lord, what great do Yep do, How deep are your thoughts How deep are your thoughts, deep thoughts. Psalms 139:17 who can read that Sherry God's thoughts are precious to me. How vast is the sum of them? Isaiah 55, 9. Somebody.
1: Okay. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your
0: ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Wow. Circle that one. Higher than my thoughts greater than my thoughts. Jeremiah 29:11. Anyone? Take her. 29:11. Don't be shy. Yes, it says, "For I know the plans I have for you," says the Lord. "They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you future and a hope. God's thoughts are good. They give us future and hope.
1: The word of the Lord is such a light to all of us. And I think when we can step outside of our dark closet and continue to repeat and replace, reframe with God's truth, then that whole walk looks so much different. It really does. You see idolatry, you see sins, you see those start to break There's no more chains that are really left. All right, so... Um, at the top of the, kind of that last page, there's some stuff. You guys can take some of this stuff home. Um, what does the verse say about the tendency of human thoughts? All that kinds of question, um, all that kinds of stuff right there, you guys can kind of take home and look at that. And um, if you have questions, feel free, even when you get home, and if you have a question, Ange, they can still kind of send a message in, um, and we can try to address those in the podcast tomorrow. Um, so if your brain is kind of thinking or it's too much right now, take some time, some quiet time, and think about some of that. Okay. So we've talked a little bit about strongholds and kind of in the, the counselor, the counselor person in me thinks like, Oh my goodness, Andrew, we're going to open up this huge ah," kind of lid and people are going to start having some, um, some, they're going to be so stuck in their mind. Well, I, I really want to be able to provide you guys with those resources, those ways to um, kind of protect yourself, take some of that stuff home. So as we go through, each section has specific resources within there, but uh, within that section, but there's also, and I'm just going to keep mentioning, there are other resources in that very back page uh, that I put together that are, it's a toolbox for you, okay? So it's a way in which to kind of, check some of those out. I have listed an entire kind of, I I think there's about 15 on there 10 or 15 of holy bible app plans um, that you can go through some are a couple days some are a week some are longer than that um so if you're saying oh i can't really do this it's another thing i can't do another workbook um sometimes just your quiet time that you spend with the lord making way for that quiet time sometimes just doing a devotion each day is helpful and so i just gonna want to encourage you guys all to do that um All right, so we are about 13 minutes. So, all right, so when you guys are really talking about those strongholds and you were working through those, um, you have to remember if a stronghold is something that exalts within our minds, so it is something that becomes bigger and more powerful than the Lord. And it steals our focus, so it takes away our brain so much that we feel overpowered, okay, by it. And so a lot of the times when I am working with uh, adults and kiddos, um, they're so stuck up here. We re- I really want them to come out of their brain um, and really start to take away, take those thoughts out, get them out, and then start to replace them and start to really cycle and have those new words be uh, said to them. So if you grew up in a household with lots of violence, lots of abuse, or you had um, a level of kind of a manipulative or an abusive parent, then a lot of the times those words, those words are what get stuck And they stay in there for a long time. And then all of a sudden, the enemy, so the enemy is really, really putting those words into that parent, and that parent puts those words into that kiddo, and that kiddo starts to think that those are their own words. And they start to really believe that. And then when they are not guided to the Lord, they start to rely on other people. They rely on their friends. They rely on boyfriend or girlfriend, to get that, to be that external confidence. And so I think that when we can start working with kiddos at an early age, then really guiding them to the Lord. So it used to be when my son, when my son was growing up, I wanted him to come to me. I want to solve all his problems. I cannot solve all his problems. <laughs> and so, but as a parent, we tend to think that way. And it becomes a reality. Someone said to me one time, um, God has given you, and I, I don't, it could have been a Bible verse, and then we talked about it in a, a work, uh, in a group or something, but God has your child is a gift. This is the gift that God has given you. What are you going to do with that gift? And how are you going to take care of it? And so um, when we start to think about it in that way, then we know that we are really just an avenue for what God is really wanting out of us to guide that child. Okay, so a lot of the times uh, those negative negative core beliefs and strongholds come out within our child. Um, I see a lot of families that come in that their inner self and their inner strongholds and negative core beliefs, they push them onto their children, and then their children start talking um, kind of like how they are, and I start to realize that the way in which that adult grew up as a child is the way that they are trying to impress upon on their child. So it's kind of a a deep thought right there, but I see that happen a lot. And so I think that, if anything, for yourself, but also for your child, when thinking about those strongholds and those negative core beliefs, how does it affect your family? How does it affect your marriage? How does it affect your relationship with your children is a really important way to think about some of that. Okay, so we have about 10 minutes left, and we're just going to kind of go into, um, oh, before I do, you guys all have a prayer, um, and this is uh, a prayer by Beth Moore, and you guys have a prayer at your table, and um, I just had one put out there, and it is a prayer about pride. And if you guys want to screenshot that, take that with you. Um, it, it's a pretty powerful prayer. So um, uh, let's see, Beth Moore, um, it comes from this workbook right here. And she, um, she tends to focus in on saying that we are all prideful individuals. We all want to be the ones with the answer for our children, for other people. And so if you take a screenshot of that, it's a pretty good prayer to pray um, and uh, we won't read it right now because we want to kind of keep on moving here. All right. So after I've kind of addressed some of the strongholds within um, folks and kind of what those idolatry and sins look like, we tend to talk about, we get into a point where we can talk about what joy and peace is. So what is joy and peace? I think we all have um, a place or a, um, a moment where we have felt a complete utter peace and joy and how do there's a really great focus on the family how to bring uh, about joy within your family and within your child so if you guys google and you go to focus on the family there's a podcast and it is pretty awesome um, but we're going to talk a little bit with our group just about kind of who you are and what's in your heart is revealed in the words you speak but what are some of the words that breathe life into you Okay, so if you guys just want to talk with your group for a minute, we're going to we're going to kind of look over that. Okay, All right, guys, I know you probably want to talk a little bit more about that, Um, but we are going to just kind of move on a little bit. Um, So we didn't spend a lot of time on this finding peace, looking to joy and spreading hope, but hopefully it started a conversation and got you thinking about um, how do I find myself at peace? Um, and it doesn't mean, and I always try to caution people, it doesn't mean that every single stronghold has to be completely wiped away before you can find peace. You can slowly start to practice that joy and bringing that about within yourself and within your family. And there are some really great resources um, for doing that. And so I, I, kinda, I put some of those right here, but there, we have some books up here on finding peace and what it really means to be at peace within your own heart. Um OK, so we are going to move on, and um, I just I just want to talk a little bit about um, purpose and identity. So life isn't about finding yourself, it's about discovering who God created you to be. Okay? So a lot of us may, may have been told throughout our lives um, go take a work assessment or go take a personality assessment figure out what you really want you know it's all up to you it's all on you to figure that out and I think for a long time the question that we weren't asking is what is God calling you to be what purpose does he want to find in you um, and I think that that, cha- that, changes, that changes that whole... So one, it takes pressure. So t- teens nowadays, oh, they're not an adult. They're not a child. They're trying to figure out what's going on in their world. I mean, I was trying to figure it out 10 years ago, and I wasn't a teenager. And so I think a lot of the times we don't ask the right questions. And so, um, you know, we had, a, we had a question that came in that really asked... and do you want to repeat that? We had a question about kids and kids and anxiety so was an easy and simple way to handle kid anxiety? They have normal kid worries. How do I, as a parent, give them tools, or what tools can I give them uh, for their daily use? So we talked uh, about this in the podcast uh, pretty extensively. Uh, so take a, take a moment and listen to that podcast we just did this past week. I think it was released on um, at home uh, through the Apple podcast uh, app. And so um, some of the things we talked about and discussed in there is what is your child taking in on a daily basis? So in the background in your house, is the news on all the time? Is the TV on all the time? What kind of TV are they watching? What kinds of intensity and is um, are they watching? You wouldn't be surprised. The number of homes I have gone into when I was working at Child Protection Services and there was a horror movie on and the kids were sitting here and they're saying, I don't know why our kid is so angry. And I'm like, <laughs> what's happening here? <laughs> and, and so it maybe it doesn't have to be that radical, but it could be very simple. What kinds of worries is surrounding that child? What kinds of worries are you putting on yourself? Um, so Romans twelve two says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Whew, that gives me goosebumps. I can't tell you how often people come in and they're just, they're on a roadblock. They're just kind of stuck. They're just sitting there. They don't know what they're doing. I, and what I say right away is get your kiddo. I don't care how old they are. Get them into a volunteer, uh, get them into a volunteer service. What are they doing? How can they give back? How do they fill their hearts? How, do you, how you fill your heart is how your child is going to fill their heart. And so directing them to the Lord um, is so, so, so important. There's going to be, we have anxieties all over. You're going to have daily anxieties. You're going to have test anxieties. There's going to be pressures that are unavoidable. But that, God has not said he's taking away our pain, but he's going to use those tears for good, okay? So saying there is, Great news on the other side. We're going to get through this. We got this. It's a different way in which you kind of talk, it's a different way in which you say things. If you're stressing out about the things in the world, your child's going to stress out about the things in the world. If your child, you, you listen to your son sometime. I remember my son, he was, he was two, one and a half, and um, he was a great kid, so he never cried. I was actually so worried in the very beginning uh, that he never cried, and I, had, I said to the doctor, like, what's wrong with him? They're like, oh, he's just a good kid, but he would do this thing where he would get so angry, mm, he'd tighten up, and his face would turn red, and he'd get so mad, and I'm like, oh my goodness, what's happening? He's going to explode, and then one time, I got mad, and I did... And I said, oh, my goodness, he does the exact same thing as I do. And I taught him at one and a half exactly what I do. <laughs> and so our kids are going to mimic what we do. They're going to look at us. They are looking at us to be that guide. And uh, really our purpose is to be, to be what God is calling us to do, to guide them to him. So um, what might God be calling you to do? Uh, So when you're thinking about those strongholds, when you're thinking about moving on, getting past that stuckness, um, what I always encourage people to do, I have seen people change careers after they get past that stuck. Change up and just be done and move on to something different. And so sometimes we recreate those strongholds in the way that we have grown up and lived into our workplace we bring that into our workplace we recreate that and so um, what is God calling you to do? if any of you guys have um, read or wa- or watched the Chosen series, um, it's phenomenal it is Oh, it is such a great, I mean, I cry every single time I watch. Um, but there is uh, the Chosen, the interactive Bible study, and it talks about um, why, why God chose it. It talks about 12 disciples. So it picks the 12 disciples, and it really says um, each person in there had strongholds, right? So every disciple had a stronghold. They each had a strength that could be used for good or used for bad. And God said, I want you to walk with me so they could use it for good. My very favorite verse that is in this book is, for you created my innermost being, and you knit me together in my mother's womb. God chose you. God chose you to disciple with someone. That doesn't mean you have to be a counselor. It doesn't mean you have to have a set job. You could just be a neighbor. You could just be someone that you meet. I can not even tell you, when I've traveled all over the world, in Australia, Australia and everywhere, I have... The conversation I have, have had with someone on a bus has been impactful. And sometimes you get 10 minutes with someone. And so, how can you find that purpose and use that?
0: Amen. That's what we talk about real life discipleship. And that's, this is a lot of great information. And I hope that this kind of guided you a little bit. Um, can you guys just thank her? Wasn't this great? I want to um, I want to address a couple things. One, I know I know you can't always see the slides, so when you go to our at home on the website. You'll find all these resources that we went through today, and you're going to find the slides, you're going to find the um, audio version, and then the soon-to-be podcast, and we will answer some of these questions. So I want you guys to know that if you, if you um, have a few things on here, you want to share it with a friend, that kind of stuff, all that stuff's going to be loaded onto the website this week. Guys, this is real life, right? This is how we walk through real life. And who do we walk through? We walk through with Jesus. He is our anchor, the one that holds us. And you know, we also need those around us as a church, as a church body to walk in um, health and wholeness. And so we've continue. we're going to continue this conversation. We're going to go into these next weeks. And um, I hope that uh, you see that it continues and it builds so that we can address a lot of things and a lot of issues in our lives, but always direct it back to who? God and Jesus and what he can do for us. So join me as we pray. Maybe you even have um, a moment in time this morning that something came up, and I want you to offer that up to Jesus this morning. Maybe there was a, something shared at your table that you know that you need to pray for right now. And so I ask that you do that. And so, Lord, there is a lot of things this morning that maybe you brought to light. You knocked on the door with, and you want us to wake up to, as John shared this morning. Lord, we know that you, you want us to know you. You are a good God, and you love us, you redeem us, you want us to walk with you, you give us the strength to walk through the days, but so often we see with our physical eyes and get wrapped up in these idols and strongholds. Lord, help us to see past ourselves to you. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do, you're going to do in all our lives. Lord, show up this week. Holy Spirit, work in our hearts, and we will give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for being here. Sorry, if you have children, you need to go get them. So, yes. Thanks. See you next week. At Home, the podcast is produced by Wakarusa Missionary Church in Wakarusa, Indiana. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and share this episode. Additional resources related to each episode can be found by visiting walkiemc.org. That's W-A-K-Y-M-C dot From there, you can click on the At Home tab. Thanks
1: for listening.